hello. Welcome to I Love Rock and Roll. I'm Ken Krantz. And for the hundredth time, I am Chip Chantry. <laughs> really for the hundredth time. This is this is our hundredth episode. Cong- congratulations, Ken. We did it. We we did it. We, uh, yeah. we this was going to be uh, we started. This was going to be a, a different strokes podcast. Yes, it was. That would have we, gone- we talked and planned for weeks. We're both fans of the show, different strokes. And we're like, we'll do an episode by episode just tour of the show, different strokes. And I then you came up with this brilliant idea. And I was like, oh, yeah, we have to do this. And I think every person we've talked to, including uh, one of our guests, uh, on the show today, we told the different strokes idea to, and everybody's like, Oh, you should have definitely done that. one." Instead. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but here we are, Ken, here we are. So we thought, uh, for our hundredth episode, we would do, uh, since it's a big number, we thought we would do like a Texas sized episode. I don't even know what that means. Cause it's still the same amount of time. But yeah. we we got uh, we got a pair of our favorite Texas musicians coming on. Uh, one of them is going to be joining us in just a couple minutes. But uh, we have uh, Vade and Lewis from the Toadies returning. Hey there, what's going on, Vaden? Oh, just uh, hanging out here on tour. Yeah, and uh, where and wherever the hell I am, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you uh, do, do you have a, a routine when you tour? Like, do you have a daily thing that you're like, okay, this is this is what keeps me sane, or is it just day to day? It's pretty much day to day. Get up, yeah. Uh, try to remember where I am. That's the first thing. Yeah. And then uh, yesterday, I walked around all day uh, in Nashville, but I was actually in Athens, so that was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> that it? You were in Nashville. I got it together before showtime, but it was pretty much all day of me not thinking i was somewhere else but uh oh my god that's amazing yeah it gets so confusing man it's been a long tour uh where where did you play in athens oh don't ask me that yeah <laughs> <laughs> a great place it was uh it was uh uh buckhead theater okay yeah yeah that was uh one of the one of the stops on my my wife and i our honeymoon we just hit a couple of places down south we did like Asheville, athens savannah we just did a road trip and uh it was great. We're both big REM fans, so it was just a it's a, it's a oh, right gorgeous, gorgeous little town. Yeah, Athens uh, waked uh, raked in the honor of being the the city to try to kill me with a car when I'm on foot. The most oh, frequently. really? Yeah, really. Like, I nearly got run over by a car so many times. <laughs> oh yeah, that was like me when I was in London. Yeah, I could. Yeah, you looked the wrong way when you <laughs> crossed the street. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. But um, uh, but these are just like uh, it's not really a pedestrian city, and it wasn't the same car. I should point out, totally <laughs> no, it wasn't cars. the same deranged yeah. man. That would be crazy <laughs> if it was just one guy following you around. It, yeah, it yeah. was Michael Stipe, ladies and gentlemen. It was Michael Stipe. <laughs> um, you, that's so funny. Um, I'm just I have to send uh, our second guest. Uh, Jarrett Reddick from Bowling for Soup is coming on and uh, he just needs the link again. Um, Vaden, so I saw you I saw you guys Friday night. You had a uh, what was supposed to be a 25th anniversary of the album Rubberneck planned. Uh, I bought these right. tickets over two years ago for the Stone Pony um, in Asbury Park. So, uh, Chip sort of started just getting into this when I, when he was asking you where you were in Athens, but, um, 
when you're when you're playing a place like the Stone Pony that's so steeped in musical history, can do you feel that? Like, does it does it seem a little more special, or um, is it just like, is there, or is it just another room? Uh, no, places like that just stand out, you know, and that, especially uh, Stone Pony, because we went there on our very first tour like in 94 right when the record came out um opening for sam i am i think a punk band and oh yeah mm-hmm. they're great uh, yeah and uh and it was sketchy as hell i mean it was just <laughs> yeah so so we asked the guy the crew there when we pulled it in our van and trailer like what's there to do around here? And he said, what's to do is sit here and watch your gear all day long. (laughs) And now it's like, it's beautiful. It's like, it's all built up and great food and everything is. Yeah. Yeah. uh, So it's really, we've gone back there a point being, we've been going there so long and there's already the history built into it. And then we have our personal history with it. So it's just a great place. You know, that's an interesting point with, with that, like, with your touring, you know, in, in 94 until now are, I'm sure you've seen certain cities. Are there any cities that have really wowed you that like in the 25 years or so have really just completely changed either for the better or the worse? Uh, that's the most drastic, uh, improvement I think I've seen. Um, uh, Sacramento, uh, we played a little bit, a different part of town and, uh, we had kind of written Sacramento off because, it was just the venue was in a terrible part of town. There was nothing to do. It was not a good venue. And I guess it closed down and we found a better place and it was night and day. It was like, yeah. it's like, a, <laughs> is this the same town? You know, it's like, <laughs> so stuff like that is kind of fun to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got, you're on a bill with, uh, you have Nashville pussy and, um, Reverend Horton heat opening for you. Right. And uh, it was just I did that thing where I I didn't know that there was two opening bands and uh, I came to see you. I got there at like 730, figuring Reverend Horton Heat be on at eight. You know, maybe they'd play 40 minutes. You guys would be on at nine. I'd I'd be home by 1030. And (laughs) um, (laughs) I got there. I bumped into I I don't know if, you know, Don Jameson uh, from that metal show. Uh, another fellow fellow comedian and he was telling me he was like nah there's two opening bands Reverend Horton Heat's playing an entire album Toadies aren't coming on till 10 and uh, I was like fuck I got here way too early you know, I'm I'm now now I have to like now I have to gauge how much the drink before you guys get on. Um, but then the show ended up being so good. Uh, Nashville Pussy blew me away. I've 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 uh, that they're a name that I've heard, but I didn't know their music. And right. um, they were they were as entertaining a, a live band as as I've seen in a long time. Um, yeah, they they start off on eleven and keep it there the whole damn time. Well, the 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 singer did such a cool move. So they're they're ending one of the songs and he's wearing a cowboy hat and he pulls mm-hmm. his hat off and he dumps two coronas into his hat and then chugs the two beers out of his cowboy hat. And I I thought to my I was like that is such a cool ending. That's such a rock and roll ending to a set. 
but it wasn't even the end of the set. Like he played four more songs <laughs> with 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 the beer soaked and, and he's he's bald. So I was like, that that can't even be comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you just put the hat yeah, back on a, and kept playing. Yeah. So, so Vaden, if you can give notes, uh, that would be great. If if you can send that to to the guy, just a suggestion. Save it for the last song, is what Ken's saying. So, oh, I see, I got yeah. you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, um, it was uh, it, it was a it was a great sold out show. Um, I noticed uh, the entire bar. The, uh, tell me how surreal a feeling this is. <laughs> They, so you guys play, you you open with a few songs and then you do the Rubberneck album, top to bottom. People sang along to, people knew every single word to every single song on the album. You know, it's it's not like, um, it's not like when people sing along to the hits. It's like, no, they they know every word on the album. How How strange a feeling is that hearing it sung back to you? Oh, it's awesome, man. It's, uh, can't beat it. It's, it's cool. Uh, it is kind of funny though, because I can't really tune into that too much because there will be a large percentage of people who know the words, but they're the words that they know and they're not the actual words. <laughs> <laughs> and if I listen to that, I'm, I'm kind of fucked. Yeah. So, um, can't go down that rabbit hole on stage, you know? So, uh, but no, it's been great. And you know, there is always, some there's people that go the reaction is so weird it's like so varied i guess is the word there there's people that just go insane last night there was a guy just like looked like jacob's ladder where his face blurs you know and like <laughs> oh. just going crazy and you know two people over there's just uh just a woman just watching just straight face just watching and both of them were equally enjoying the show it was just bizarre you know how people express it or don't you know yeah so uh some people are just in it just to stand there and listen and i get that you know so uh it's it's cool um oh we just have uh not to cut you off aiden i'm sorry but our uh jared just showed up i'm here i've done it hey there you are hey vaden um how you I'm doing, man? good buddy you i'm great you guys still out oh yeah yeah, man. Well, this is, uh, we just did this, this whole long summer thing, man. It's, uh, gosh, at this age, it really catches up <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I was, I was thinking that, uh, I was just reading, um, I was reading an interview you did Jarrett and, uh, you were, you were saying, I guess it was a few years old, but you were saying that, uh, Bowling for Soup's been a band now for 25 years. I'm guessing closer to 30 at this point. 28. Yeah. 28. Yeah. I, I don't even know if Vaden knows the story, but, uh, yeah, we started in June of 94 and our band was going to be called Rubberneck and the toadies released an album called Rubberneck. <laughs> Um, so we were like, uh, well, I guess we can't be called rubberneck. Uh, and so Bowling for Soup seemed like the obvious second choice. But that is an absolutely true story. <laughs> I never heard that before. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which, so which is actually were... a very funny story. This is our 100th episode. And when Ken and I first decided to do this, we were going to call this show My Favorite Murder. Uh, but it, <laughs> it didn't work out. It didn't work out. Only murders in the podcast. Only yeah. murders in the podcast. Ooh. We went through 
the Joe Rogan experience. We're going to uh, call ourselves that. And, sure. you know, yeah. but they, they had, apparently they had those already. <laughs> that is so Jerry, you guys were uh, jerky boys fans also, I guess. Yeah. So it was rubberneck or sizzle chest. I swear those. Oh, were the <laughs> that oh that's so funny. That's and, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's I mean, we still speak that, you know, like I, oh, t- totally. Yeah. 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 We still speak jerky boy, you know, and it's, I never uh, I never get off the bus without thinking I just need my shoes and my glasses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, so every time it's like, you know, did you bring your shoes and all your glasses? Because you, like, <laughs> <we, laughs> yeah, It's the same thing, you know? Oh, my that, goodness. That was oh, so man. like. That was such a time and place, the Jerky Boys, because I remember I was in like middle school, high school at the time. And I I don't I think I heard one or two of those tracks, but just from all of my friends at the lunch table, yeah. I didn't need to hear them because they would just repeat them over and over again. And it's like, oh, yeah, I, it, it just sank into like everybody of that age for like two years. Yeah, that it, was one of uh, one of two cassettes we had in the van on the way out to record the first record. We had the Jerky Boys and. I think maybe Judas Priest. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> You're the influence of both. Um, yeah, it's it's for sure. I mean, for us in the van, you know, and and that first record, and then we were really lucky because we did nine years in the van, and so we had, you know, all those albums would come out, and we were just, you know, that was kind of in between listening to, you know, the Toadies and Hagfish. And then it was like, and then it was jerky boys always, man. It, it's amazing how things went viral back then because it, it was, it was a cassette and it was before it was even before it was even like released on a label. It was just like an underground cassette that people like would just, leg, yeah. yeah, that people would just, I remember my brother driving me to Hebrew school one day and popping it in and, uh, uh, the, the real viral one though was tube bar. If you guys ever dug into all of these, like there's, so there's a, this is a whole, you know, thing of, of itself, this, this prank call stuff, but there one called tube bar where these guys would call this bar and it's sort of, it's the influence on Mo yeah. and, uh, in the Simpsons where they would go oh, sure. like, Hey, yeah. Is, is my friend stand there? Stan? Yes. Yeah. Dup. You know, and you know, stand up, <laughs> You know, but my favorite one on that one is, um, is my friend Hal there? Hal? Yeah. How'd you like a kick? He's Greek. (laughs) How'd you you like a kick? (laughs) So good. So good. I like that the guy kept answering the phone. Like at some point, wouldn't you be like that? There's nothing good's going to come of this. Apparently it, it took place over years, you know, but I mean, they literally had this old man just at his wits end, you know, because <laughs> they're threatening to come fight him. And he's just, he's, I'll cut your fucking belly open. You know, because, <laughs> you know, he's talking about fucking their mothers. And I mean, it, it, it just gets crazy. Uh, but yeah, so that, 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 that's the original bootleg thing though. And so that kind of came back. And if you dig it up, it's you'll even notice that the art is even the same as the jerky boys. Like it's kind of like this whole little satellite of stuff, but, uh, but yes, true story. Bowling for soup could have been rough. Probably wouldn't even be the same band had, uh, had the toadies called their album, something else. (laughs) (laughs) Vaden, I don't, I don't know if you even remember this, but I was, um, when we interviewed you the first time, I I was watching old interviews with you and um, 
you could tell it was like a question you've been asked a million times, but you were on MTV and they asked you like, oh, why would you decide to call the album Rubberneck? And uh, you kind of rolled your eyes and you were like, meet the Beatles was already taken. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds just dickish enough to be me uh, that is a great answer that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, so funny like we, we we got asked about our band name so much bowling for soup that i mean like it and it still to this day it, it it's one of those questions that drives me bonkers because it's like we've been together 30 years like if you google us the first thing that comes up is how we got our name right and we got it off a of Steve Martin album. Um, but we we got into challenging each other to answer it differently each time. And so some of our, my favorite one ever, though, was somebody was like, uh, how'd you guys get the name Bowling for Soup? And Chris just goes, we stole it off a dead guy. <laughs> <laughs> And we just left it. You know, that's the answer to the question. Okay, we'll move on. Um, yeah, for a while, for a while, my answer was uh, Interscope gave us a list, and uh, Bush and Bush and No Doubt were taken. Right. Those were the best ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Toadies was, was still there, and we just yeah. used that. So good. I, that was another one of ours too. Yeah, Hoobastank was taken. <laughs> <laughs> Because if you can't get, because if you're gonna go for a worse band name than Bowling for Soup, would be like, I think we're second only to Hoobastank. Um, Jared, I said so we we were talking right before you came on. Uh, Vaden was talking about um, playing the Stone Pony in Asbury Park and how cool it is playing a place with that much history. Um, I saw uh, you recently played the Grand Ole Opry. I did not play the Grand Ole Opry. I played Green Hall. Oh, yeah. yeah I uh, so it's the Texas Grand Ole Opry, basically. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I basically played the um, like the most the his, the most historical venue for Texas country. Okay, is got Green it. Hall. And that's uh, that was my very first country show in Texas. And I played a sold out show at Green Hall with Bree Bagwell. So at yeah. the most at the most historic Texas country place. Yeah, it's yep. it, my, awesome. this ride into country has been uh, it's it's unbelievable for me. My first shows were at a festival in London in front of, you know, a couple of thousand people. And then my first full band show with my actual band here in Texas was green hall sold out. And then second one was the state fair this past weekend. So uh, it's to say that it's going well is, is a bit of an understatement. It's going uh, very, very well. That's, That's great. great. Congrats. We're going to edit that out though. Can you just tell a story about playing the grand Ole Opry? So I don't look like a dick. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> Opry, like, the best thing about the Opry is, is that my uh, my friend Natalie Stovall is the host. It was great to see her again. Um, and, you know, just to be in that room where so much historical music has been played over the years. You know, it was just after Loretta Lynn had passed. And uh, I I looked over at the guys and I said, my gosh, I wonder if I'm standing where she has stood. And so what I did was I moved around the stage just to make sure that I at least, you know, got into a couple of spots where she had been and I could feel her energy and uh, just a magical, magical night. 
that was a beautiful story, Jerry. Thank, Thank you, buddy. you so much. Appreciate that. <laughs> that was um, well. Uh, I'm I'm glad you mentioned Texas. We thought that um, since you're you're both repeat guests, and we've we've kind of um, we've done you know we've we've dug deep into both your careers. We thought we would talk Texas musicians with you. Yeah. Um, Because Chip and I were just, we were kind of looking at different lists. And it's like you, like you realize so many great musicians that come out of Texas, but until you see it all written out, like for everyone that you know, there's five that you were like, wait, they're, they're from Texas. I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, What, what what do you think it is about? What is it about Texas that's just breeding so many uh, amazing musicians? I don't know. Maybe it's the mix of uh, uh, religion and anger. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. That's that has to be it. Yeah, it's, I'm trying. I know not, that worked I'm, for me. I'm trying not to throw out lines from backslider right now. I'm just, it's, I mean, that, that's, that's what, I mean, that's what the entire rubberneck album was, right? It's just a mix of religion and anger. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, I grew up in the church of Christ. My dad was a um, church of Christ preacher and I, you know, I is just basically almost all just lessons of what kind of a person not to be, you know, basically mm-hmm. all of the time that I spent there. And, um, you know, I mean, I, obviously, you know, it's, it's the, it's the South. It's a, it's a really cool culture that we have here. You know, there's, um, you know, there's ranches and there's, we have the Hispanic culture and there's rock and roll and there, it just, you know, it's, it, there's a lot of stuff here. Um, and, you know, historically, you know, country music, I think, is king. But, you know, through, you know, just the, uh, again, all of us growing up here and 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 making awesome musical communities, it, it, you know, it melded its way into, you know, again, rock and roll and and pop. I mean, you know, at the time of, of, uh, of Bowling for Soup coming up, there was not another pop punk band here. Um, and, and, but it was cool because Dallas in particular, I think you could go see the toadies and, uh, Bob Goblin. And as I said, hagfish on a bill and none of those bands made any sense together, but it was great. Right. Right. Yeah. It was a weird time. Yeah. And it was just, you know, and we were all kind of like, you know, and and you guys uh, kind of the. The, I always put the toadies in with the Nixons and tripping Daisy. And like, it's that sort of move that, that thing. And then there was like us and um, flicker stick and, you know, our, our little time. And, you know, as you, cause you guys, you know, weren't a local band anymore, you, you know? And then, uh, but you know, there's a lot of culture here, you know, and for the good or good or bad, however you look at it, I think um, it, 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 it puts itself into the music for sure. I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned Tripping Daisy because I, I forgot about them. I didn't even realize they were a Texas band. They yeah. were oh, su- yeah. they yeah. were such a just a, like a wild, weird, like in the best sense of the word, weird band. Yeah. Uh, you know, they just did a reunion show, actually, um, recently. Like a, they announced it and uh, like 15 hours before the show and sold out the Kessler here. But yeah, um, you know, it's a bunch of bands that you might not think Deep Blue Something is from here. Um, you know, a, a bunch of bands that 
that got really, really big. Um, Blood Rock. Blood Rock. I don't know Blood that. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> They're a huge band in the 70s from Fort Worth. No shit. Yeah. You see? Post Malone. Post Malone's from Dallas. Post Malone. Yeah. Oh, was he? I didn't okay. know that. He's, I he's, heard that yesterday. I don't know if that's true or not. No, it is. He's from, he's from Southlake. He's from, uh, he's from Southlake. That's why he did his festival here, and he always wears Dallas Cowboy stuff. And, yeah, he's uh, – hey, don't get much bigger than that. And then, obviously, there's, like, the uh, – the you know, the our icons here, Bob Schneider and, and um, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan was from here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The list goes on, Ken and Chip. It does. It it doesn't stop. Uh, and you had that list, Ken, from uh, we we just look. It was like the hundred the hundred greatest artists, just like just as a a jumping off point. And there was like so so many. I mean, starting with their number one. I don't know if they listed it. I think they listed it by like rank or whatever. But like Willie Nelson, which it is just such a was. It's a dumb question, but influence on on you guys. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. There we go. Um, for the listener, for the listener, I've just shown my Willie Nelson tattoo <laughs> that I obviously didn't get just because I'm I'm in a country band now. I I that thing has aged a lot. I uh, yeah. Willie Nelson to me, uh, biggest influence on my songwriting, and uh, and I mean that in all of the stuff that I'm in, I love to tell stories. And to me, that's, he's just such a fucking great storyteller. I don't, is there a better story than Poncho and lefty like ever? I, yeah. I, I can't think of one. Like, you know, you just, you, that song and God, I just, I really just kind of shot in a barrel and just pulled that out of my head. Cause it could be anything. But when you listen to Poncho and lefty, like you, you can literally see it, you know, like that's what's so, great about the picture that he can paint with his words is like you can just see it in front of your eyes and just this you know this dynamic between the two of them and and all of that so i i'm i'm sorry i got off a little bit but i i no. uh i will fly that willie nelson i will fly that willie nelson flag as high as it will go that is uh, oh for sure man yeah what what was the story like didn't he go to nashville and uh they wanted no part of him and and he had to he had to come back to texas and then he ends up being like just becoming willie nelson like well he he was writing for everybody else so like if you get his anthology the the songs that he wrote for patsy klein the eagles um i mean just all of these different artists that you wouldn't you wouldn't really know if you're just like just sort of like the the fan from the sides um how many songs he wrote for other people um and that's sort of what he was doing you know until really that you know if you look up old pictures of him it's really funny because he's real clean cut and yeah and he had a suit on and he you know was playing like the the three thirty five, and you know uh and now you know obviously once they got into the 60 late 60s early 70s and he found waylon jennings and marijuana uh things changed quite a bit and <laughs> thank god because uh man he's wait a- what <laughs> <laughs> national treasure that man yeah for sure now speaking of uh, t- uh texas musical legends that brings us to our next artist jared could you show us your seals and crofts tattoo 
it just depends. Is uh, is is this show for kids? Well, you know, it's just the audio's going out, so we're all right. <laughs> I just got uh, For you to be able to read it, I have to have a boner. <laughs> <laughs> So, so right now it's just seals. Yeah, yeah it's just, just seals. <laughs> it's just C. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. What about what about Towns Van Zant? That's that's a name that I hear all the time, and I don't think anybody knows. Uh, I, I think the more most casual listeners don't know anything about him. I uh, am one of those. <laughs> <laughs> to, full disclosure. <laughs> I know the name and I know uh, to respect the name, but that's all I know. Yeah, I'm the same. I mean, that's a great way to put it, actually. I know the name and I know how to respect. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Guys, this is fucking crazy. He wrote Poncho and Lefty. I'm oh, not joking. Dude, oh, that's wait, Towns Van Zant did? <laughs> yeah, he did. No he, way. I swear. I just wow. incredible. John Towns Van Zant was an American songwriter. He wrote numerous songs such as Poncho and Lefty. <laughs> oh, that's so really just funny. Edit the, all that Willie Nelson bullshit out of it. <laughs> Somebody's getting a laser tattoo removal. <laughs> You just, <laughs> you're just gonna have to tattoo uh towns van zant's Zan, face yeah, just, over willie's uh-huh. you, you could just do some reconstructive work i think it'll work <laughs> yeah the only thing i really know about him is just besides the legend is just he did a great cover of uh the rolling stones dead flowers that was in the big lebowski that's yes. great very good yeah. oh okay yeah yeah know that movie well but yeah i'm the same way i i'm I'm stealing that, by the way, Vaden. I know to respect the name. <laughs> I don't. I had no idea of, of his of his accomplishments. I I think it's one of those things where, like, if we were to play the song right now, all of us would go, "Oh, okay, that's yeah. right, right." Yeah. It's it's just not like a household name. Mm-hmm. Um, I never knew. I never knew Sly Stone was from Texas. Mm. I don't. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, there's some. There were some real surprises on here, like some what obvious about, ones, but then there were some uh, some surprises. Yeah, uh, Boz Skaggs. Yeah, that I knew one he was from here. I which knew. I was, I I didn't. I just always heard that name, kind of in the Towns Van Zandt thing, almost as a punchline. And then I looked up some of his music, and it was great. Not realizing that he was basically he was in the Steve Miller band and is credited for starting the band Toto, which I didn't know he had all those uh, irons in the fire. But apparently, Boz was busy. Yeah, busy guy. Do you have a Do you have a Toto tattoo, Jared? Um, we're just gonna keep running with the tattoo yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, I for a while was pushing the idea of doing a full uh, Toadies cover Toto, and it was gonna be called Toadies Totally Toto Toto Toto. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! <laughs> and that's I only know like two Toto songs, but it's worth it for the title of the. It book. would be totally worth it. <laughs> my my uh my brother is a he's a drummer and he he loves toto and he got my nephew who was ve- from a very young age into toto listening to all the music all the studio stuff and we surprised my six-year-old nephew about this about 10 years 
almost 10 years ago on his first day of first grade, my brother picked him up from school and we took him to the Keswick theater outside of Philadelphia to see Toto, this oh, six year old to see Toto. And we were the youngest people by about 20 years. And then my <laughs> nephew, and it was one of the most fun shows I've ever been to. It was just, really that's cool. Yeah. yeah, That is cool. Um, Raiden, so you were just, you're talking about, I know you're joking, but you're talking about covering Toto. Um, I know uh, you, you guys, I, I was reading, I, I, I read a interview with you recently and um, I know that uh, you, you, every, when you were, when you started out, everybody wanted to do cover songs. That was the only way to make money. You wanted to do original songs. You taught your friends from the record store how to play. And right. um, then I read for a very long time, you wouldn't perform any covers in concert. You wouldn't put any on record. But I feel like over the years, uh, you've sort of started embracing them. Um, well, yeah. And uh, the reasoning there was uh, we we had a, couple, a few covers early on. We used to do Hot Legs uh, by Rod Stewart, mm -hmm. slow, it, slow it down to, to Sabbath speed. And... Uh, and a few others, uh, but with the record, we, I wanted the whole, I didn't want anything distracting from our record. And, uh, last thing I wanted is me to cover some popular song and that would be the single. I just, the last thing I wanted. So, uh, uh, that's why there was no covers on the first couple of records. And, um, and, you know, also we were opening and we have limited time. So right. I didn't want to fill up any time with a cover song, you know? First time I saw the Toadies ever uh, opening up for Green Day at Club Clearview. I paid $5 to get in. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Long, long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Those guys were, uh, we were mixing uh, or doing the final touch-ups on Rubberneck while they were doing the same on uh, Dookie mm -hmm. down the hall. So. Uh, they would come over and smoke all our weed and then leave. So that's so much. Yeah. I got to know those guys. Yeah. They're a little bit of a different breed. Like those guys are like, you know, homeless and shit. Like they did it a little bit different than we did, I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, but uh, I feel like over the last few years, you guys have started, um, you you put out you put out covers and what I like about the covers that the Toadies do is um, they're very faithful. Like you don't you don't stray from the arrangements too much. Um, you guys just put out an EP uh, with a cover of David Bowie's Sound and Vision on it. Right, right. Which which rocks. I was so I was so excited to wake up that morning and see a notification that there was new music from you, and then to see that it was. Um, one of maybe my favorite Bowie song. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you ever listen? His, did you ever listen to his band, The Burden Brothers? Yes. Yeah. I I was uh, I, I I sent away like they they had a website where you where you sent away for EP. Uh, they they sent you yeah. two or three EPs. I still have the shot glass. It came with uh, it came with a t shirt. Yeah, I, I had the, I thought the Burden Brothers were were a fantastic band. That was a lot of fun, man. Dude knows what he's doing, guys. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I had somebody back to the covers thing. I had somebody ask me recently. I can't remember how they worded the question, but it's like, 
the implication was that I was having fun laughing at these songs that I was covering. And I was like, no, man, I would, I would never do that. It's like, I'm going to, I'm not going to cover a song to make fun of it. That's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like you cover it out of respect and do your thing to it or be as faithful to the original as possible. You know, the two, two choices there. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I like, I like, I mean, I guess it's you sort of, it, it's just a matter of taste. Like there's times when I hear a cover and it's very faithful to the original and you're like, well, why even bother doing that? If it's, if it's right. just going to be, but then there's times when it's just such a good song and maybe such a basic melody that you're like, yeah, just be faithful to it. It's, it's, I guess it's like a case by case basis. Um, but uh, I feel like if you're not true to, to me, this is just me personally. If you're not true to it, you really run the risk more of people being like, why did you fuck up a good song more than yeah. your fans going? Well, how creative of you, you know, like, I just feel like to me, you know, you're doing, you're, you're, you're covering the song for a reason. I mean, and you know, maybe it's a key thing or a temple, you know, our Britney Spears cover we did like at a, a lower key and it sounds like really dark and, you know, but the song itself is still there, you know? Right. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I think again, good words by Vaden and saying, you know, you're, you're, you're sort of somewhat paying tribute to it. It's, you know, whether it's something you grew up on or your parents listened to or, you know, whatever. Um, and even like, if you are doing, like I said, like we talked about doing, uh, I'm a Barbie girl at one point. Mm -hmm. And obviously because my band is humorous, like it would have been taken as sort of a funny thing, but we would have done it not really to make fun of it. We would have just made it fucking awesome, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. You know, when uh, I I think I told you this, Jared. When I went when I went to see you in Asbury Park uh, at the Wonder Bar, there there was a drunk girl next to me, and every time you played a cover, she got so fucking mad. <laughs> she kept turning to her friends. She was like, "This isn't even his song." <laughs> it's like it was an it was an acoustic tour by the way vaden and uh that it's when we do those that was a me and rob so me and my bass player and it's very free form like no set list you just get up there and like literally just start playing shit and uh yeah that that can happen from i mean we will just like just start playing some song that we don't even know sometimes and, and see if we can make it through it. Um, <laughs> but uh, that girl must've been very passionate. About she, she was, she was, uh -huh. she was, because you played a handful of covers and with each one, she <laughs> seemed like she was getting saltier and saltier. Right. And yeah. then by the time you did Wonderwall, Oh no! Okay, I remember. <laughs> yeah, she yeah, was like, one, she was like, oh hell no, this that isn't one his went song. Off the rails, didn't it? Yeah, that, <laughs> that that's a bit. So the Wonderwall thing is a bit. Uh, when will I? Rob will say something that isn't funny, and and I will sort of just like kind of look around, and I, there will there'll be an under uncomfortable silence, and then he'll just go. Anyway, here's Wonderwall, and he'll just start saying it or whatever, and. Um, and it works every fucking time. Like it just, you know, and it, of course it's, you know, not rehearsed at all. So it always feels very organic and, and funny, but that's the reason why we. Why we do that. 
we uh we have learned the first uh, 20 seconds of almost every song and uh <laughs> for a while for a while there uh we would just do we call them blips and we would do blips in between like the beginning of uh i don't know joe walsh or zz top or you yeah. name it boston yeah. and uh we were playing uh uh in the burden brothers we had done a cover of a lucinda williams song so we're playing in la the toadies are and uh and I hear before we go on that Lucinda Williams is in the audience in the VIP section. I'm like, oh, fucking hey, great. Maybe I can talk to her after the set. And uh, then after the set, I was like, uh, is Lucinda still around? Because our manager was there. And she said, oh, no, she got pissed off at all the half songs and left. <laughs> uh, so maybe we shouldn't do that in L.A. <laughs> I feel like, El well, see again, that that's, that's probably more of a bowling pursuit than a toadies thing. Like that we would do it in LA just because it's LA, you know, like, uh, you know, <laughs> like, like just fuck everybody here. <laughs> um, is there, is there something special you guys do? Like, like that LA thing, like, Oh, every time we're in Boston, we have to do this one thing or this one song. We or, don't. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, Me yeah, we will talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, we have a song called Omaha, Nebraska that I wrote for the um, Little League World Series. At, no, College World Series. Sorry. College World Series. And um, it uh, and so every time we go there, I'll be like, um, yeah, we have a song called Omaha, Nebraska. And uh, we don't know it. But um, anyway, so here's our next song. <laughs> you know, just to acknowledge it. Yeah. Yeah, just, I just like to let you know that we have. Uh -huh. Yes. <laughs> it's like Towns Van Zandt. You're aware of it. You're aware right. of it. They, they, they know to respect it's, it. They've it's just good. they've yeah, never heard it. it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. A question for both of you, but uh, Vaden, when when uh, I saw you Friday night, you guys close you close with a cover, uh, yeah, a really great cover of "I Put a Spell on You." Um, but you 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 put your guitar down and and you just sing for it, and yeah. um, do you like I I I don't know why like I got uncomfortable watching, like it just seems um, like you're like, you're so vulnerable. Like you, like you went from, I don't like, I guess when you, you can sort of hide behind the guitar, I got, I got uncomfortable in a way when I see really good, open, honest stand up, and you realize that it's just a person like just, just talking and, and talking about some shit that you hadn't really thought of before. So it made like it, it was uncomfortable. It wasn't bad, uncomfortable, but does it, does it feel like, do, do you feel that when, when you put the guitar down and you're just singing? Uh, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to do a whole set that way. Uh, but yeah, I love it. It's just a chance to do uh, just to get out and kind of connect a little more closely with people and, uh, I thought you were going to say, because I'm walking around more, you're afraid I'm going to fall and break my hip or something, like that. <laughs> uh, which I, <laughs> which I am worried about also, yeah. but, uh, um, no, it's a, uh, it's fun, man. To get in like, cause people really, you know, it's, especially after being gone for two years, you know, mm -hmm. to get up in people's grill and really look them in the eye. That's, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Jared, what, what about you? Do you, uh, you, do you put the guitar down ever and just sing? 
Sometimes. I mean, we, we had this, we had a song called dance song back in the day, basically making fun of uh, all of the pop punk bands that were making dance songs so they could be on the radio. And ours was like literally called this song sounds like a dance song. Um, <laughs> and uh, so during that song at, uh, to the um, absolute horror of my tour manager, I would uh, put down the guitar and I would take my wallet out and my keys <laughs> And hand them to him, and he would just be like, "Ah, oh, shit!" <laughs> Out into the crowd, I would go and just dancing around and stuff like this. And so, you know, when you're in, as I said, Omaha, Nebraska, that's a little bit controllable. But you know, when you're in uh, Denver or you know Manchester, and it's you know thousands of people, he did not like it very much. But uh, <laughs> I, um, I, I think my vulnerability thing is more when I pick up the acoustic guitar uh, and do like turbulence or friends of mine. Um, and, you know, just sort of like put that light just directly on me so that everybody's like really locked into the lyrics of, of whatever the song is. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I, um, as I've uh, gotten heavier, uh, putting down the guitar makes less sense because I'm not going to run around anyway. Right. You know, I'm fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I, <laughs> I get out of breath running around, you know. So uh, but yeah. And th another thing is sometimes, you know, a kid will come up and play a song and, and use my guitar or, um, you know, somebody else from a different band. But uh, not not a practice. I do that often. Has that ever gone south? You brought a kid up on stage or somebody comes up. No, they them. always know it, man. It's yeah. they've always made a sign, you know, and, and ours is, um, you know, I know a lot of bands do it. Ours is completely organic. Like I don't do it every show and it's not always the same song. Um, and so it's usually a kid that, you know, he, he's made a sign that says, Hey, I want to play such and such song. It's my 17th birthday or whatever. So, you, you know that if the it's always that kind of thing where I, or I'll just interview because I do crowd work as you know as, as, during the Bowling for Soup show <laughs> like it, there's comedy sections and so I will literally just lock eyes and have a conversation and make sure that the kid is legit before he gets up there and, and uh, it, it 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 never has it's never gone south I had a kid come up and play drums uh one time on a song and he was pretty nervous so it it fluctuated a smidge but we made it through the song you know it was, it was fine i gotta I imagine that's much tougher having somebody come up and play the drums like if you're i would think if you're hitting a few wrong notes on the guitar you can sort of you can sort yeah. of fake it or it gets a lot but if you if you're not keeping time that's that's got to be tough to disguise the difficulty really comes in what they can hear because we're on in-ears. And so when this does happen, my monitor guy is like ready with a pack and stick some earbuds in their ears, you know, and hopefully they're on a mix that makes sense to them, you know, so they can even make it through the song, you know? Um, but we don't even use amps anymore. We're on Kemper. So like, there's no sound coming from anything on the stage. Wow. There's no wedges. Um, and, uh, Chris still uses an amp. So there's really loud guitar on one side and drums. And that's the only sound that's actually even happening up there. You know, that's mm -hmm. audible without a PA or without in-ears on. 
And so, um, but we, I think we've pretty much got that down now to where, you know, they could come up, but we don't really do the drum thing uh, unless it's just something super special. Like again, we did it in New York one time because uh, you know, it was a kid's 16th birthday and his mom was a cancer survivor and, you know, it was the full, you know, it was the full deal. So, you know, we're not going to not let the kid play drums. <laughs> it was just a thing. Um, but it, it worked out fine. I, I would love to like go, like make a really nice sign, get right up front at like a Billy Joel concert, like a huge, like Madison Square Garden, and be yeah. like, can I please play Summer Highland Falls? Yeah. And then just get up there and just very seriously, very straight face, just bang on the piano for like three minutes to see how long <laughs> it would last because I can't play piano at all. Just so. do chopsticks. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. yeah. <laughs> or the probably the ultimate insult would be that uh what's the what's the song that everybody knows on dun 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 Oh yeah uh, uh heart, heart soul. And soul yeah yeah that's probably the ultimate fuck you to Billy Joel like he would probably <laughs> we would spontaneously combust just <laughs> ah you fucking blew up Billy Joel Jesus <laughs> final tours what the fuck did you do <laughs> Have have you ever seen um the it's on YouTube but do, do you know the the story of when Keith Moon took too many um they were like horse tranquilizers or something and uh, cuz usually with those you want to take just enough right you like wanna... not too many <laughs> <laughs> he took too many yeah more than more than the recommended amount for people yeah um yeah. and uh they they had to like some kid from the audience came up and finished the show with them Oh, no, I haven't heard that story, but I don't I, I mean, obviously, the I'm not a Rolling Stones guy, but uh, or no, Keith Moon's the who, right? the who. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not really a who guy either. Yeah. So um, they're I, from Texas, by the way. but i will say that uh, we have this restaurant here called rock and brews and it's owned by kiss and so in it the whole thing is memorabilia everywhere and like when you go in the bathrooms it's just these legendary album covers and i had never seen this before until then but they have this album cover in case you don't know this they had an album called who's next yeah. And it literally they're in the middle of this field and there's this concrete wall and they're all buttoning their pants. And it's obvious they've all just peed on the wall. And yeah. I'm like, that's the fucking great. Like, I wish I wish that didn't exist so I could do it. It's, it's <laughs> brilliant. It's so brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah, there's well, I think that's so cool that you do that because it's. um like that it gives these kids something to talk about for the rest of their life. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think that's important anyway. Like, I, and I've always carried myself in such a way to where like, even just meeting people, like I know everybody I've ever met, you know what I mean? Like, and, and what the impact on that. And even like when I was a kid and, um, you know, hair metal bands from Dallas would come through and, and, you know, there was a club there and, in, in Wichita falls where they would let them stay on a Sunday and do a matinee show. And so, you know, us kids would go up there and see these bands and most of them didn't end up doing anything. Um, but you know, Pantera would do it. And there was this band, nasty habits, this band called stiff and, you know, all these bands that, and that were playing, you know, that were from Dallas or coming through and, you know, like when you, when I would meet them, like I, you know, I remember that shit. Like, and now being a 50 year old man, I still remember like, 
you know, which ones I met and like them signing stuff and all of that. And so I've always thought to myself, like, no matter the level I am at, that I have to remember that that everybody's going to, re- re- you know, I'm overusing the word remember, but I have to keep in mind that they're going to remember me- meeting me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I really try, even if I don't feel good or whatever, to really, you know, take the opportunity to, to, you know, put a, a nice memory into their, their head, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just thinking of uh, along those same lines, sorry to interrupt you. We were playing a Bowery ballroom some years ago. And we'd flown all the wives or SOs out and I get off the bus. It's just about time to go in and start the show. And, and so I get off the bus and there's a guy walking by. He goes, Hey man, Hey, Hey, remember me? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I said, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He helped me out. He goes, last time we were here, we, uh, you came out to the bar and we had a beer together and I went, okay. All right. Uh, that was like, Four years ago, I think. He yeah. goes, yeah, yeah. So do you remember me? And I went, give me a little more. And he goes, you don't remember me. And I said, I'm trying, man. And he went, fuck you, buddy. And he <laughs> threw on the sidewalk. <laughs> oh, yeah. He went angry super fast. Jesus. But, uh, yeah, the do you remember me thing <laughs> is uh, is almost as bad as the where do I know you from? You know? And he just, uh, like, I don't really know what you want me to say. You know? Yeah. I mean, it could be fucking from anywhere. My, uh, my buddy, Thomas, Ian Nicholas is the dude from, uh, American pie. Oh and, yeah. And, uh, and he was in rookie of the year and, and so we've been doing a bunch of stuff together. We were talking about that. The, uh, where do I know you from? And I, I sort of have my ways to deal with it and it's never leading them down the right path. Um, <laughs> Uh, he uh he uh he has his he did the thing one time where he goes well yeah well you know i'm an actor and i've done this and this and this and went down the thing and the girl was just like no Um, (laughs) you know and then finally she just comes back and she's like oh yeah we went to junior high together and and he was just like i have never done that again like he goes i don't ever put my resume out there and i'm like yeah i i'm very uncomfortable going well you know i've done this and this and this you know but but yeah the do you remember me thing or or just when somebody comes up to you and just starts talking to you like they know you and quite frankly you know this happens to us every day so it's very very difficult you know, especially if it's not in the same place or the same city, you know, to put that all to get all that back. Um, so it can make for some very uncomfortable moments. I, I definitely have never had anybody rip my ticket up in front of me, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's one for the record books. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, by the way, he, he already paid for the ticket. Oh, you know, yeah. like he you yeah. like you got his money, you know, he, he's the only person he screwed was himself. That's what I love when you see people burning when they get mad at an athlete or a celebrity and then they burn all the shit. They like they paid for it. That's your yeah. shit. Right. Yeah. Well, see, uh, that's I'm not a Dallas Cowboy fan by any means, um, but that's what Dallas Cowboy fans do. And that's why they're worth so much money, because then the next week they just go rebuy everything. (laughs) 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 
maybe you're onto something there. Maybe you need to start up some controversy. And <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> we a, Burn all our a, albums. We'll put them out next week and you can buy them again. We yeah. need a two week controversial thing that just wraps itself up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like what's going to happen in a few, like in a few months when people are buying Yeezys again. Right. Exactly. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen. You know, well, I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen now because apparently they're not going to make them anymore. But, um, you know, I it's it's certainly my you my here's the thing. My 16 year old wears Yeezys and is completely oblivious to any of this even happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and if he it does catch wind of it, he has no concept of of what all of it really is mm-hmm. you know he's a smart kid but he's also 16 years old so uh-huh. who's wearing these shoes you know what i mean like he's got he's got shoes from outer space so what the fuck does he care exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh did you see kanye showed up at sketchers headquarters yesterday i read about that yeah <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> they threw him out. Did they really? Yes. Uh, we actually have a, sp- a surprise guest on the show right now, uh, Ming. If you can let him in, Kanye West. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> what a what a move, though. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, he's crazy, right? He's just fucking nuts. But I mean, like literally, all over the news the day before was Adidas and Foot Locker drop him. He's no longer a billionaire now. Did you guys know that? Yeah, like, yeah I saw that too. Drops that he because of his stock and shit. No longer a billionaire, and then he just goes to Skechers. Like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's like was it the headquarters or was it? Like uh, Skechers <laughs> at the Valley View Mall. <laughs> no, he, he showed but, up at their headquarters with a camera crew. Can you imagine like, the, wow. that's, that's like getting dumped and like just going to your girlfriend, your ex girlfriend's best friends the next day, yeah. and uh, knocking on the door and and speaking to her parents first. You know, like, hey, I got dumped by uh, you know the girl that eats over here all the time. <laughs> Imagine the receptionist had the like phone or boss like uh, Kanye West is here. <laughs> and the boss is like, I don't know. I don't have time for this shit, Sally. <laughs> Just saying new ballots better lock the front door. That's a more age appropriate shoe for him anyway. <laughs> Yeah, t- tomorrow's going to be New Balance. He's he's, he's uh-huh. heading down. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, they kind of. I mean, is he going to go to Crocs? Like they sort of Yeezys don't look too different. They're not. Yeah, they're yeah. space Crocs. Yeah, <laughs> space yeah. Crocs. Space Crocs. <laughs> um, all right, Vaden. I know that we've. Uh, I know we've kept you. Oh, I know you have to get the sound check. And, yeah, I gotta uh, get downstairs. We've, we've kept you a while, Jared. You got a you got a couple more minutes, or I can I can hang for a bit. I'm sorry I was late. By the way, I had a uh, I do a show called the Rockstar Dad Show, which they didn't. I I believe we're ta- in talks to get you on after uh, after the tour. Would love to talk to you about Ruby and uh, cool. you you, you do, do you you have a new baby right or a or no I got a I got a new dog a new dog. That's what it was. I'm just. <laughs> I'm an idiot. 
Um, so before I, before I go, yeah, I, that sounds like fun, Jared. I would I would like to do that. Uh, before I go, um, I can't stop thinking about you guys. Like with the what do you call little di things that you use the simulators? Kemper. Kemper. Do you ever when you're performing worry that your front of house guy is going to do like a live uh, shreds? Yeah, where, exactly. Yeah. Where, where he just could make it just, sound like whatever he wants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, um, I mean, <laughs> he, he gets paid pretty good. Um, so probably not. Yeah, probably not. I don't think I worry about it all that much. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That was just bugging me. So I had to ask. No, I love the idea though. <laughs> all right. Well, great talking to you guys. Man. All right. Yeah, thanks, man. Great seeing you. Yeah, go see, you. go see the toadies. Indeed. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks. All right. Take care. Take care. Right, bye-bye. Hey, oh, he's at a house of blues. Yeah. Yeah. You can now, tell now, Jared, him. what do you, what do you really think of Aiden? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. You know, um, in all seriousness, you know, we're, we're not that far off in age, I don't think, but like, as far as ba- our, you know, where our bands were, you know, you're there releasing Rubberneck in 94 and that's the year our band started and we didn't get signed until 99 and our first hit in 2003. So, you know, they're pretty far ahead of us in, in playing the game. And so, again, those guys, the Nixons, um, Tripping Daisy, just bands that, you know, for us were kind of you know, the pioneers of coming out of Dallas and charting the way for us. And even though we didn't end up staying on rock radio, it, it still just kind of showed us the way a little bit, you know, and, and knowing that, Hey man, you know, these guys coming out of this town uh, and we could really go do something. And uh, so much, much respect for, for them and, and him and his band. And they're all lovely. And um, you know, the uh, bass player for the toadies, um, for many years now and still it was the bass player in hagfish which is the band that i keep mentioning as well mm-hmm. yeah uh so uh you know uh, og pop punk band that you know before pop punk was even a thing mm-hmm. and uh now they're his bro his brother plays in rise against um and, okay and they're gonna be on part of that freaking blink 182 tour so anyway it's just good to see all of these guys out there still doing stuff you know yeah yeah were were you um was was rubberneck a, a big album for you for sure yeah i mean we listened to that you know nonstop. it was a big i mean everybody in dallas loved it you know like we, we were it was i mean you know just to go into other cities and hear how huge those songs were um again just really cool because not we didn't really know them but you know we would say we did you know it's, it's one of those things where like you know even we weren't even from where we were from back then. It was like, yeah, we're from Dallas and we live two hours away, you know? And, yeah. uh, and so it'd be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, we were from Dallas. Oh, the toadies are from Dallas. Oh yeah. They're great guys. Really great guys. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> um, so obviously later, you know, got to be friendly and, and, uh, but yeah, rubberneck, huge record for us, man. I mean, you know, and pop, pop, um, so I actually, um, reference possum kingdom uh which is a lake here in texas mm-hmm. uh, huge lake and it's where like anybody from north texas if you're going to the lake that's where you're going and so you know obviously they have the song possum kingdom well i have a song on my country record called songs about texas and in it i say possum kingdom that's a real place because most people in the world hear possum kingdom and think of that song 
right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah, I so, didn't realize it was an actual thing. It's a real place, and so uh, a little Toadies reference there on my country record that I'm not. I don't even know if Veda knows about it. I know his manager does, but um. Anyway, I'll I will uh, find the time to tell him that. Oh, that's great. Um. We were just uh, we were we were saying up front how um, this was originally supposed to be the, a different strokes podcast. Well, we had talked about doing that about, uh, you know, you and I texted about that for a while of like kind of just burning through it, and like doing an episode by episode or something. And uh, gosh, what a great show, man. I, ju- I just finished watching it. Like I went back and watched it again and watched that last season is like a fever dream. It's, I don't know if you remember, they switched, <laughs> they switched networks. Like they, they got dropped by like, let's say NBC and ABC picked them up and they got a whole new set and a different mom. And it was just, it, it's, it, it, the whole thing is a, a train wreck. I, the, I don't remember season. that. I must've like been in a different, you know, I, I just remember like, you know, once Arnold, you know, got to be like, kind of grown up you know he's just kind of like it 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 it's just so he went from like cute to just like just sort of puffy you know and uh, <laughs> exactly you know and then and then you know and not that you know, not that there's anything wrong with that but just i don't know it just was like because you know he was older than he than he was yeah. playing yeah. and yeah. so like once he actually started to look his age it was fucking weird because it's like there's a 30 year old guy playing a sixth grader you know <laughs> whatever you know but um <laughs> And then well, and, uh, and it started out in the seventies as like, you know, uh, you know, they dealt with like race issues and, yeah, and socioeconomic yeah. issues. And then by the end, it's like Sam and Arnold are ghostbusters. Yeah. Like, what has happened to the show? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right though. I mean, they did take on some heavy shit. I mean, drug use and mm-hmm. uh a molest sexual molest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The bike shop. Yeah. To, a, to a laugh track, which was a- <laughs> Yeah, the, May- the Maytag guy molested molested yeah. boys in the uh, uh, the guy from WKRP WKRP Mister uh, Yeah 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 and molested kids at the bike shop. Uh, uh, just yeah. they 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 took it on. They took it on. They did. Yeah. The, and the race thing to me, like you know, I mean, even back then, sort of the Jeffersons, you know, with the mixed couple was such a it it was so you know I guess it's not unlike. Will and Grace few late few years later with actual gay there's there's an actual gay because we had fake gay people we yeah. had three, three's company where right. we pretended to be gay but we didn't like actually have openly gay people on television yeah you know? yeah and uh, but yeah I mean they they definitely dealt with some cra- and you know it's funny though when you look back on it you know it's kind of the same sh- different strokes is kind of dealing with the same shit that like the after school specials were doing but like. Mm-hmm we would actually sit and watch it. You right. Know? You know, the, uh, remember those after school specials where it was like, Tommy is on drugs. You know, he's, he's on the marijuana and all of a sudden his hair sticks up and he <laughs> fucking just wielding a fucking pencil around trying to stab everybody. And shit, you know? <laughs> I, They've got I, to... <laughs> Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm just going to remind you guys of how much of a loser I am. If you haven't remember, haven't forgotten, um, uh, the, most of those, if not all actual specials are on YouTube and I've gone through and watched a bunch of them over the past couple of months. Sure. And it's some of the most entertaining stuff in the world. Cause they're all 45 minutes long. Cause they, they all co- were compact into an hour. So it's a 45, 46 minute thing. And they are batshit and insane. Just right. every single one of them is just, it, it's crazy. It's such a tall tale, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, 
Brad Pitt was in one, and I mentioned that in my song, Brad Pitt. And then I know there's one, there's one or two with Helen Hunt, and uh-huh. uh, you know, obviously Chrissy McNichol was the queen Chrissy of them. McNichol. Rob Lowe did one. Yeah. yeah. Didn't Ben so, Affleck do one where he uh, he gets hooked on steroids? And like, I, that, that sounds familiar. Yeah. I got to tell you, I, I'm so glad you brought you. Here's the thing, guys. We could just do a pop culture podcast, but yeah. Christy McNichol was like the chick. Like, yes. I mean, my brother was so in love with her and I was so in love with her. He's five years older than me. I mean, like I, I loved her so much that I learned the songs that she sang and the movie, The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia. <laughs> That's how much I loved her. <laughs> you know, the movie where uh, Dennis Quaid kills a guy. And uh, so the underage girl runs off with Luke Skywalker, who's the <laughs> cop. And at the end, just takes off his uniform and leaves it in the car and runs off with an underage girl in his underwear. And we're all fine with it. That movie. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were fine with a lot of terrible shit back then. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. yeah we it, were. It, we is, also, it is funny like when you go back and watch that shit. Sorry to interrupt, but yep. and you're just like how the fuck did that fly? And then but I mean it's not even that long ago where like you'll watch a movie from 98 and you're like, well, fuck, you couldn't do that anymore, you know? Yeah. And when did that really start? I mean, I guess it started with like blackface and shit like that. So I guess that's been going on for a long time. But to me, is like you had these decades of where it was just like, okay, everything's fine. We could keep watching these movies. And now, and then all of a sudden, there's just this sliding scale of like, all right, you can't watch anything between 85 and 89 anymore. Uh, <laughs> Because that that shit is canceled as fuck. Yeah, it, it yeah. went when I when I look back at the movies I watched just as a kid. Like I have a I have my daughter's six, and I think like six is when I that's probably when I was watching like Meatballs and Ghostbusters. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And, Vacation. Yeah. yeah. And um, you, you yeah, there's no way I would want her <laughs> watching the shit that I grew up with. Right. Yeah. I it's it's I mean, you know, Goonies and stuff like that. But, um, you know, yeah, it's it. That's just it. Right. We got HBO like in the third grade. My parents didn't censor what I watched. We just fucking had HBO and Cinemax and Showtime and shit. And they, they worked, you know, <laughs> it's like my parents literally told us we could watch our rated movies. But if we used any of those words, that language, we yeah. wouldn't be able to watch them anymore. But they didn't like think to about like sex or violence or anything like that. It was like, just don't say bad words. And no. and we didn't. And so we just watched the worst things. Yeah, man. Yeah, every one every, like every movie I loved growing up was just about guys uh, trying to trick hot chicks into having sex. Mm-hmm. God damn it, man. You're so right. And I have I that's it's so perfect. You just said it that way. God, we're learning so much on this episode. <laughs> yeah, we are. But you're so right. I mean, you remember hard bodies? Yeah. And- and fucking um, Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds is I, that that movie has a penny raid where they basically go in and and break it entering, see girls naked and all of that. But there's a fucking rape scene in it. 
Mm-hmm. That is like yep. a triumphant thing that we just used to fucking like he he fucking raped this girl yeah. um, in yeah. the water bedroom. Yeah. And then she's in love with the nerd. And it was like, that's that fucking movie is canceled as shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it was always like, it was always like, how do I trick them into having sex? It was never like, hey, maybe I should be nice to them. And yeah. like, maybe I'll work on myself a little bit. Yeah. Become more cultured. Clean myself refined. up. Learn yeah. how to listen better. Yeah. It's always so like, funny. maybe if I pose as a millionaire's son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just such a better idea. Or like, yeah, like hard bodies. I'm going to. This guy gets a lot of pussy. Let's just hire him to teach us how to fuck young girls. You know, <laughs> just crazy, man. Just uh, it's so right. Yeah. Porky's um, such a great movie, by the way. I'm not sure. I mean, the only thing in Porky's is like the peeping Tom thing, I guess. But uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I guess you probably couldn't get get away with that in 2022. No, yeah. even uh, even striped like I was watching stripes. The other day and forgot that they had the the peephole or he was he's mm-hmm. looking through the uh, yeah. telescope or binoculars yeah, at, at the and, thing or whatever. But yeah. And then, um, well, I mean, honestly, topical because I just mentioned him, American pie. You know, I mean, yeah, I feel like that was almost like the last gasp of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just the fact that they're, they hook up the camera and watch this girl change or whatever, like that would never fucking fly now. I mean, yeah, you, it definitely wouldn't fly in a comedy. No, you, know, you yeah. could maybe do it in like a stalking movie or something like that. But uh, yeah, where there's consequences, know, the story of Aaron Andrews or some shit. You know? <laughs> right. Right. And it doesn't feel like that long ago that that movie came out like that still. I mean, I know it's but it still feels like a, like a fairly current movie to me. But I guess it's been an entire generation. Do you yeah. play this game, though? Do you play the game where it's like, OK, so that came out in 1999. So that movie is, say, uh, 23 years right. old, right? Okay. So let's call it 25 years old. All right. So if, and then how old is your youngest kid? I, I, I have a six year old. I only have one kid. She's six. Okay. So you're a six year old. So to that six year old, a 25 year old movie is American Pie. Now think back when you were six. For me, that would be 1978. Mm-hmm. A 25 year old movie. Would be just some fucking bullshit where they're like, because I was a child and I thought you were going to come back and get me. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like Humphrey Bogart and a chimp. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Well, let's see. So I was I was six and 82. So 25 would have been like, yeah, 67. It would have been like fucking yeah. breakfast at Tiffany's. no 57 57 57 yeah, yeah. Dude. It oh, would have yeah. Been that. yeah you're giving yourself too much credit oh, god it's yeah. it would been like elvis one of those yeah. goofball elvis movies elvis yeah. movies yeah clam bake <laughs> like, like eddie murphy eddie murphy we gotta win this race <laughs> <laughs> and and speaking of that you know i know that stand-up gets and i hope that we get over that we talked about that before but just the cancellation of people for jokes is so stupid because they you should have to you should have to be in the time in the context of when that joke was told to be able to cancel somebody for it but yeah you couldn't fucking get the those eddie murphy specials on on television now that fucking shit wouldn't go no the fucking uh that suit wouldn't go the suit (laughs) yeah right no but um 
Yeah, it's it's uh, it's so funny if 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 like there's an entire there's got to be like what two generations now that probably don't even know that he did stand up. Oh yeah. What, well, that's just it, right? So I have to tell – that's a great point. And so then think about it to like the Steve Martin aspect of things, which was, a, you know, he was even another generation before that, mm-hmm. the first arena comic. But I have to tell like people like, hey, where did you get the name of your band? Like, okay, do you know Steve Martin, you know, from uh, Only Murders in This Building or like uh, Cheaper by the Dozen? Well, he was a stand-up comedian. <laughs> I had his album on this thing called an eight track and uh, you know, and you it's, but yeah, it's just, it's a weird thing. This aging shit. But, yeah. And, and it seems weirder to me to, you know, like to me, I feel like it just all, uh, I feel like fashion sort of slowed down a smidge, you know, like, you know, we just kind of all dress the same as mm-hmm. we did before and it doesn't fucking matter, you know, last 20 years, but like, movies and music and all that stuff just seems like it just speeds up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if it has to do with just the, the numbers themselves, but like just, I, and also like I graduated college in 99. So I feel like that was like a, a mark right there. And then of course that's the millennium right there too. I feel like anything 2000 on is yesterday. Like that, yeah. that's kind of my delineation. So again, 22 years ago, but it's, it feels like it's just like, Oh yeah, that just happened. You're, 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 you, I could have guessed when you graduated from college, just by the fact that you still have racks of CDs behind you. <laughs> it's yeah, that's 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 what I have. Yeah, it's and CDs you're like, and DVDs. You're like, I'm never getting rid of these. I can't. These are load bearing. I'm not. I cannot. I can't get rid of them. I can't. Yeah, it's I, because uh, if the if the grid goes down, I can still I can still listen to you know. It's true. What do you have something to actually play those on? That's my problem. I don't. I, that's the funniest part. No, I have my automobile, which yeah, okay. I have a CD player, but I never list. I literally have my favorite built to spill album in there. And it's been in there. That same CD has been in there for a year, probably because yeah. uh, I'll just listen to something on my phone. And then my wife literally has a clock radio that has a CD player okay. for again, 20 years old, but with that, we never use. So like these almost never use. I do use my DVDs sometimes. Like I'll watch DVDs sometimes, but yeah. other than that, these do not get used at all, but I'm, I refuse to get rid of them. I yeah, listen. But- I have a CD player in my car, and uh, I have De La Soul in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I will listen because you can't stream their music anywhere. They, they've been in a they've been a they've been in a battle with all the streaming services since streaming came out. So yeah. you literally like there's nowhere to play them, and they, they were my favorite rap group. So that that's the only time. I think I have three CDs in my car. They're all De La Soul, and the only, yeah. and 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 if I feel like listening to them, that's that's the only way I can do it. They must have gotten a song on a video game or something, because my son, uh, for a long time, uh, he's ten, uh, ten now, but he wanted to listen to the song like called uh, Rocket uh, Rocket Fuel. Yeah, Rocket that's Fuel. a great song. I get like rocket fuel, yeah. so you can stream that for yes. sure. Yeah, they, well, they're 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 newer releases, but like their first four albums, their first four or five albums, which were the classic ones to me. Yeah. They're they're all they're 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 in a fight with Tommy Boy, and Tommy Boy won't uh, release them. And uh, like every couple of years, you hear oh they they figured it out and they're coming, but they they never do. 
yeah. one of my biggest regrets of my life was I think it was like oh two or so. I it was when I was going to concerts constantly, and for whatever reason, I just couldn't go to a show one night. And I gave the tickets away, and it was for the Unlimited Sunshine tour, which was De La Soul, Modest Mouse, Cake, and the oh. Flaming Lips. Wow, like all that's in one a, show. That's a great bill. And they they just said it was the greatest thing ever, and I I missed it. Yeah, yeah, that's a great bill for sure. All right, well, Jared. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for helping us celebrate our hundredth. Thank you for having me, man. It's always fun. It's an easy conversation. It was cool to get to hang with Vaden for a bit. And, um, you know, just always great to talk to you guys. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, let's, uh, let's talk off air. We, you know, if you, if we, if, uh, if we want to do different strokes or a, a pop culture thing. Yeah, man. You know, yeah. I'm always down. I'm I I love good conversation and uh you know shooting the shit. So yeah. Y'all hit me up. Yeah, we definitely will. And, and uh um, where, where should people uh, find you and your uh your new stuff and your tour? That's right. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, go to just go to jarretreddick.com. That has everything, all my podcasts, my socials, and all that stuff. It's J-A-R-E-T-R-E-D-D-I-C-K. Uh if you want to go straight to my new country stuff, and obviously that's that'll get you to all the bowling for soup stuff as well. If you want to go straight to my country stuff, just add my middle name in there, Ray, Jarrett Ray Reddick, and that'll take you straight uh there. But I'm streaming everywhere. Um, new bowling for soup is out and doing really great. Um, uh, and my country record is, is, uh, is also doing great. So that's great. Uh, I have, uh, no complaints, man. And I'd love to, uh, I'd love to connect with everybody. Yeah, man. All right. Well, great. Thank you so much. Well, yeah. Chip, we did it. hundred episodes. 100 down. Thank you, buddy. Great and, job. uh, I gotta go. I just realized my kid's coming off the bus in 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go too. Oops, I gotta get, I gotta get the music lesson. All right. All right. See you guys. See you guys later. later.